Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. I'm Tara, and I'm here with Maria and Elizabeth, and today we are talking about something that I'm super excited about. Maria does a workshop on how to listen for real, um, and I missed it the last time she offered it, so I'm super stoked to be getting the, the Cliff Notes version here on Wellness Rebranded. Maria, tell us how to be better listeners. Well, you know, many times we think that because we know how to talk, we know how to listen, right? <laughs> And it's not necessarily true. Um, listening, good listening is so important because it is the basis for human connection. Um, when we listen well, we confirm to the other person that what they're sharing is valid. Um, and and there, you know, many professionals out there too that say that actually some of the things that we crave as human beings are one is to feel appreciated and the other one to be heard. Because think of it, when was the last time, or no, what happens when you don't feel heard? You feel oh, frustrated. You feel mm, frustrated. Angry. Angry. Undervalued. Undervalued. Like imagine that you have really good news to share or very bad news that you want to share with somebody and you share this with somebody else and the other person is like, oh, okay, hey, I have to let you go, which sometimes happens, I get. Or they... Listen in a way that you didn't feel heard or validated, then what? It's pretty isolating mm -hmm. sometimes, mm -hmm. right? So um, we all look for forward to being heard. And if you think about it, that's what therapy is, is undivided attention. Because sometimes we can talk to friends and other people but they're multitasking and maybe you're on the phone sharing something really important and you hear the other person on the on the yeah. on the keyboard you know and you know that they're not necessarily listening completely it can be disheartening right so um listening um it's um we there are many things that we do as listeners that actually prevent good listening and I'll show them to you. For example, let's say you, Tara, you want to tell me. What do you want to tell me? Let me think like, hey, Maria, um, um, God forbid. And let's say, hey, Maria, I'm going through divorce um, and I feel very bad. Right. So tell me that. I find you, I'm like, hey, Tara, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Oh, I'm not so good. I'm going through a divorce and I feel really bad. Oh, that's, you'll be okay. You, you'll find another husband. You'll see, it's, I went through divorce and, you know, it, it was hard at the beginning, but then I found a better husband and I'm doing great. How was that for you? Not good. Because oh, <laughs> that made it all about you. That made it all about me and I minimized it, right? 
Also, if I'm going through a divorce, I may not want another husband. Exactly. <laughs> True. So, I didn't give you your chance at all to talk about what I was going through. I maybe got nervous. I didn't want to continue with the conversation, sure. and I said it in a way. Another way is... Um, okay, let's use the same example. Do that example again. Hey, Tara, what's up? How are you doing? I'm not good. I'm going through a divorce. <gasps> You're doing what? <laughs> I'm getting divorced. Why would you do that? <sighs> don't get a divorce. It's terrible. Just stuck with it and don't do it. <laughs> I had a lot of people tell me that when I got divorced, and I don't talk to those people anymore. <laughs> so... Because sometimes we judge, right? right? Everybody judged it. We judge, and I'm bringing it from my perspective. Maybe for me, getting a divorce is not the right thing to do, but I didn't even give you the chance to right. tell me how is it yeah, for why? you. Why? I'm so snarky that I just cut people off like, well, you can be married to someone who's abusive if you want. And then everybody goes, <gasps> Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. nobody expects you to say that. Right. Um, but so, that's a terrible way to approach it. It is. And so sometimes we listen to judge. Sometimes we listen to compare to make it about me. Like when my husband comes from work, he's like, I had a terrible day at work. And maybe I go, me too. Hmm. Then that's it. Conversation is, you know, the listening. So I thought that was such an interesting conversation that we had in your workshop because um, I I can't remember who or the context, but sometimes it people were expressing that that feels like a way of relating and therefore validating but you were saying not necessarily well if you're gonna do it me too and then add but tell me about your day what happened Mm -hmm. it's completely different but many times we say me too and I had a terrible day almost like saying I I can't listen to your part because I had it too and let's you know it's like the one upper Mm -hmm. like who had the worst day that's the one who's gonna get Sometimes I think my husband and I have that conversation around sleep. <laughs> like, I didn't sleep very well. Me neither. <laughs> and then, like, we're one-upping who got less sleep. Rarely, because he sleeps he sleeps quite soundly most of the time. But I, but recently we had that conversation. He, he actually said, I don't think it's a competition. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. Right. <laughs> I'm tired, so I'm grouchy. Right. And, and sometimes, so yeah, sometimes we do the one upper, sometimes we, which is like comparing, sometimes, oh, this is another one. Okay, so let's go to the divorce example. Hey, Tara, what's up? How are you doing? It's not good at all. I'm getting a divorce. What, uh, what you should do, uh, do you have a lawyer? Or, or, you know, what you should do is to talk to him about it or, um, you know, maybe go to a marriage counselor. Or if you're going to divorce him, you have to make sure that you have all your legal stuff in place. What am I doing instead of listening? Giving advice. I'm giving advice. Yeah. You have no idea if I have any of that in place already. Uh, exactly what I said in the first episode with me. I said, do not assume that the person you're talking to does not know themselves, that is not capable of finding solutions for their problems. Yeah. And also, you're not making space for how she's actually feeling. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I always say advice is great if somebody asks you for it. If somebody have not asked for your advice, don't even go and say, hey, can I give you some advice? Because we're polite enough to say, sure. And then I'm like, oh, here we go. Maybe it's like, hey, I'll have some ideas that I could put on the table if you ever want to hear them, let me know. And then you leave the door open that if they want your advice, they can come for it instead of offering it right away because it could minimize or make you feel that you're not being heard. And we do that a lot. And then the the most common one, especially with parents, is 
um, the fixing, right? So when, you know, maybe a partner or a kid comes and talks about a problem they're having and then we're giving out solutions because we want to prevent from them to be feeling whatever they're feeling or we want to we want them to be okay, we want them to be happy, so we want for that problem mm -hmm. to be solved. Also, when we see it, that is a problem that maybe from our end is could be easily solved, mm -hmm. but not for that person. I'm sure if they haven't solved it, it's not because it wasn't easy. It's because there are many other variables present that are preventing them from solving that. You well, know? and also, particularly from the lens of parenting, we we want our children to practice solving their own problems, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. it is such an... Um, a natural inclination to want to fix it for mm -hmm. them. But imagine how much can we get to know another human being when we really listen through asking questions, mm -hmm. like gathering intel about somebody else or becoming really curious about how they're feeling, what they're thinking, and what's their, going back to the last episode on the whys, what are their whys for what they're doing? And there's only one way to gather information about somebody else, and that is asking. Mm -hmm. So my invitation with this workshop or this episode today is when anybody shares something with us to just listen and say tell me more so what do you mean by this or what are your thoughts about what's going with you so how is it for you maybe going through divorce is the best thing happening ever well you told me you're not doing that well but okay so I'm so sorry to hear that first of all the recipe in my head and that I share is to listen to what the person is saying and then validate Tara, I'm so you already told me it was tough for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm so sorry you're going through this. It makes sense. Give the space to the emotion because we're gonna hear and listen not only the content and the words of what the person is saying, but also the emotions they're sharing. Because that's how we connect with other human beings, mm -hmm. is through the emotion. Think about it. When was the last time that you felt really heard? What did that person do? I'm asking you. Don't stop looking at me like deer in the <laughs> I was just thinking about this. Like, so my husband and my bestie and her husband and I basically have like a standing date every Friday night. Um, and it started years and years ago. We'd always go out to dinner and then come home and like hang out. And then pandemic hit and kids came. And now we do more like takeout and chill, mm -hmm. um, particularly because we're like tired by Friday nights. Mm -hmm. um, but frequently, like we won't even talk. We'll just like put fails or something on YouTube and then like randomly make comments like, oh, that looked like it hurt. But like I feel like a little bit unfulfilled with this because if I ever ask like a deep question like, hey, how's this going with you? Um I'll either get shushed by somebody because they want to watch the TV or it'll be like, oh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I see like the value in asking those like deep questions and then actually answering them. Mm -hmm. And take it that not all the time we want to talk or have a deep conversation or, you know, not always we're able to listen to somebody else. Right. Sometimes we're not in the best place to have this conversation or contain the emotions for somebody else but the the message is to 
pay attention and be mindful of how we listen to other people because that can change definitely your relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking with um, kids that you're um, um, talking about before, Elizabeth, with my kids, when I started becoming more aware, it changed my relationship because I was a big fixer, mm -hmm. right? They would come from school and so-and-so called me ugly. And I'm like, they did what? You go tomorrow and you call and you tell them they're uglier than you and go to talk to the teacher and who's that mom so I can give her a call and tell her two more things. Yeah. I was, you know, it was my reaction and my emotions coming into play. So I wanted to fix it. It changed when I started, when I instead started doing things like, okay, so tell me more exactly what, what happened. Well, mom, this, this and that. What did you do? Oh, I did this, this, and that. Okay, how did that go for you? Did it work? What would you do differently if this happens again tomorrow? What would you do the same? What do you need from me right now? What can mommy do for That's you? And many question. times... That is a good question. Many times it would bring tears to my eyes because my daughter would be like, nothing really, mom, just... just just listen to me and maybe give me a hug. So I will give Aww. her a hug. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is way less work than I thought it could be, right? Isn't that the irony, actually, when you're trying to fix a problem for someone? <laughs> like your brain is spinning, right? Trying to come up with the solutions. And that actually is a lot of work. Just sort of listening and being mm -hmm. there isn't, but it feels like more work for some reason. Right. Especially, I guess, in the beginning when you're not used to it. Because it's really hard sometimes to put on the side our reactions on our emotions to what the person is sharing. Mm -hmm. We have triggers all the time, right, that can trigger things on us. But really, again, like I said before, to put the spotlight on the person and say, let me get into their world and get to know their world a little better so that way I can, you know, they can explain it to me. Because your experience becomes more valid when you can actually share, when you have somebody to witness mm -hmm. what you're going through. So that's all it is, really, is a good listener is somebody who's there to witness the experience of the other one without judgment, without wanting to fix it, without giving advice if the advice is not being asked for. Mm-hmm. I'll give you like an example of how this can be dangerous if you do it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, Marcus and I had someone in our family um, that before we were getting married um, insisted on giving us like a ton of advice at all mm -hmm. times. And it was frequently like judgmental and or condescending. And Marcus like cut this person off. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm not going to do it. And literally did not talk to this family member for like five years. Yeah. Like if my child cut me off for five years, I would like not know what to do with my life. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until years later when Marcus finally decided like, well, I'm over it. It's whatever. And even then repairing that relationship was like, hey, how's the weather kind of conversations for like years after mm -hmm. um, before he would ever share anything of any importance. And even still, we've been married for 10 years in July. It's like precarious. Be all because this person refused to stop giving advice, even though we said verbatim, we don't need your advice. We've got it. Mm -hmm. And the answer was, well, I'm going to keep giving advice because I want to. And we were and, like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. So Yeah, and I'm not saying it's this case, but many people do it because they feel that's the way to care for the other person, right? Mm -hmm. that, I do think that's that the way, situation. Right, the way to help. But it's important to understand that that's not what listening really is. 
maybe you know maybe you just don't want to listen and do something different but really connecting with another human being in my usually it's not going to come through giving advice unless again it was asked but that's why it's so important you know to yeah. know how to listen to each other and again very important and i repeat we don't have to be available to listen all the time because it's hard work and effort mm-hmm. but it's a skill that we can work on so when we need it we can really be there for other people and also having that knowledge help us ask other people to be listened to when we need right now with my friends i have beautiful friends that i can say i'm calling you i just i want you to listen to me i want you to validate what I'm going through and then okay so they know they don't need to get into that fixing <laughs> advice mode that sometimes we go to but um, so I'm, I'm really passionate about that and and that's why therapy for example they have the reflecting back if you think about it if you ever been to therapy and I hope you do go to therapy at least one uh, for a period of your time I think is you don't have to do it when you're in crisis but we do a lot of reflecting back, and there's a reason for that. When you repeat, you know, paraphrase, you allow the other person to listen to what they're saying from another source, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like mirroring what you're saying, and sometimes you're like, oh, no, that's not what I mean. Or no, now that you say it, it doesn't sound that bad, or it sounds, you know, worse than I thought. Or, you know, it's, it's that opportunity to listen to yourself out loud. Yeah. So validating and reflecting are two of the key components of being a good listener. Yeah, validating, reflecting, and asking good questions. We do a ton of this in personal training because it's Mm -hmm. so personal. And then, you know, like body language is huge. So we're always focused on like eye contact um, and like facing the person, how our legs are crossed, like things that most of us just do naturally. Um, Like when I'm teaching other people to be trainers, like we have to go over that just in case... Because if I'm sitting there with my arms crossed and, you know, slouched and looking the other way, like I seem disinterested, even if I might be listening, Mm -hmm. it doesn't come off that way. That's a good point because I forgot to mention that another way that we listen is while we're multitasking and not paying attention, distracted. Now with phones, Mm -hmm. I mean, they call our kids, you know, many times my kids have said, mom, can you just put your phone down? I just need... And I feel so bad. And sometimes I do it without realizing that I'm listening, but I'm not listening, right? Like I'm on the phone and yeah, tell me. Or so that undivided attention is is great. Um, I was going to say something else. What was it? Yes. Now that you said the personal training, there's two people who know all my secrets. My therapist and my personal trainer. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I joke all the time that I should have gone to, like, therapy school or something because people tell me, like, the wildest, most personal stuff, um, which I love. I find it fascinating. Um, but, yes, we do a lot of listening. Right. <laughs> yes. Or I, or maybe you think you do and, and you could learn um, how to be a better listener. Like can you can always be better. Yeah. Because that's true. It's the perfect time to just talk about yourself. Undivided attention. Totally. You're I'm paying for the personal I'm training. sitting here wondering what crazy things I've shared with Tara in my training session. <laughs> Elizabeth has the best stories. <laughs> I love Elizabeth's stories. Um, They're not that wild, though. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Took way him, worse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that stuck with me from the workshop that I took with you, Maria, is you talked a lot about the me channel. Yes. 
So we um, we're usually tuning to our me channel, which which is your own world, mm-hmm. your own emotions, your thoughts, again your triggers, your reactions. So it's really hard to just tune out of that for a minute to be able to tune into somebody else's channel because their experience doesn't have to be related to your experience or what they're going through doesn't have to be solved from your channel. So silencing sometimes that internal dialogue that we have helps with listening, right? Mm -hmm. Because in my head, my internal dialogue, when my daughter shares that somebody, you know, calls her ugly at school, my internal dialogue gets really loud, like, who's going to call my daughter that? I need to protect her. I want her to be happy. And I want her to, you know, defend herself. And then I start getting even like mean, like, so what do you do? You need to defend yourself. And you, you know, start giving the advice. And and that's the me channel. Those are my anxieties, my worries, not hers. Mm-hmm. Right? Many yeah. times it's not the other person's worries, right? Right. And also it's I think about how common it is to listen so that you can say something. Oh yes. yes. Or the Super mind reading. Well, If you are spending time thinking what you're going to say next, you're not listening. You're not listening. Mm -hmm. And many, we're so good at talking. And we have learned that we need to talk to prove so many things like our knowledge of something or how good we are at something that we want to talk. So then... You're not listening because you're paying attention to what are you going to do next. And that's not what's listened. And that's going to, more than talking, listening is going to connect you more with people than talking. Because tell me if you connect with somebody who calls you and then turns into a monologue. I have friends like that. And two minutes into that, I want to hang up that call. I want to disappear. Because they can talk for a long time and we're really not connecting. Maybe they are. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're kind of left wondering, do I even really need to be in this conversation? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Those are awesome tips. Thank you. I I loved the workshop that I went to that you did, and I'm so Thank glad you, you could yeah. talk about this. I loved it. That was great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope these tips you find helpful. Um, let's become better listeners let's listen to each other in a way that we can all feel seen and heard thank you for listening if you want to connect with me outside of this podcast you can find me on instagram at coaching underscore therapist uh i'm elizabeth you can find me at elizabeth harris nutrition or in my facebook group health and healing with intuitive eating and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Um, it really, really helps us um, get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So um, please leave us a review. Yes, thank you.